Hi guys, welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to be talking about comparison and self-doubt, all the ways that it manifests in our daily lives. And this is going to be one of my favorite episodes. I know I say this for almost every episode, except for the ones that are not scripted, the ones that I do not plan, because those are usually just me speaking for the sake of it to get it off my chest. And then... A few days later, I listen back and I cringe and I automatically turn it to subscribers only so that only me and my two other subscribers will be able to listen to it. But today's episode is, again, something that I believe plenty of people deal with and I don't talk about anything that isn't particularly close to me because I wouldn't be able to elaborate fully on the ways it has disturbed my psyche or whatever. So the thing about comparison is really that it's very difficult to escape. Someone is cutting grass downstairs and I'm terrified that you might be able to hear it. So if you hear any grass cutting, just know that we, we, we are one with nature. But I'm going to admit again that comparison is something that I've been struggling with for a very long time and by a very long time I mean when I was in primary school I was comparing the length and the shape of my fingernails and my eyebrows to that of my classmates like when I was speaking to them I would subconsciously start observing how their nails looked and if they had really nice and clean and well buffed nails I would feel a little envious same goes if they had very nicely done brows and I would start to wonder if they had gotten them treaded or waxed or if they were just genetically blessed with wonderful brows and it's become a lot more insidious than just comparing your fingernails and your brows and I'm going to admit that the past few years have been especially tough not just because of puberty and a very uncertain future, but also because of social media. And I think it's very safe to say that social media has exacerbated the element of comparison and self-doubt in every single one of us. I cannot name you a single person in my life that has not been plagued by thoughts of comparison with someone else on social media and that's the thing right if you're listening to this you have perhaps most probably stumbled across this podcast because of social media and we are all natives of a digital age and for better or for worse although most of the time i think it's for the better i like to be optimistic you have to eventually acknowledge that you do struggle with comparison at times and that's not an entirely bad thing because as we're going to delve into this episode we'll acknowledge that comparison can at times be good it can be beneficial you just have i don't mean to downplay it but it not all hope is lost you have to acknowledge when you are indulging in destructive behaviors including comparing yourself to others how to get over it how to mitigate your actions and it just really starts by reorienting your mindset because you and i both know that we'll all be a little happier if we stop changing who we know we are deep down inside to live up to the expectations of who we assume others think we should be 
Because the truth is, it's perfectly okay to be who you are, and life gets really, really confusing if we're always trying to be someone else to impress people that don't matter. It's really about embracing your true self and allowing everything to fall in place. That even as you're listening to me say this, there's bound to be an element of doubt that, you know, it's going to be incredibly difficult for you to fully internalize this. And that it's perfectly okay. You'll go through days where you think you have everything under control and you'll also have those days where you just have no idea what you're doing. Today, or at least this morning, was one of those days for me. But it's so important to not let just one day get you down because self-doubt is incredibly toxic. It doesn't get you anywhere. Comparing your bad day to someone else's highlight reel does nothing but to hinder your progress. So let's analyse comparison a little more. I've said earlier that it's not an entirely bad thing and there are really two key types of comparison that most teenagers or people in their 20s indulge in. The first one is when you compare yourself to someone better than you in some aspect or in an aspect that you perceive them to be better than you. Maybe you think that they're more successful than you. Maybe you think that they're more attractive or they're fitter than you are based on these preconceived assumption that you know everything about them. So you might look at someone on social media and you might think that, wow, they're so fit. They're so much fitter than I am. I will never be as fit as them. And your brain goes through all of these um, ideas and comparisons and ultimately draws this very toxic conclusion that you don't match up to them all because of a couple of pictures. Your brain is not very smart. Your brain cannot tell reality from social media very well. So it's up to you. The onus is on you to learn to distinguish fact, fiction from reality, okay? And most of the time, it leaves you feeling very empty. It leaves you feeling inadequate. It, it makes you wonder if you ever amount to anything like that. And it's very easy to fall into this cycle of self-loathing and feeling painfully, painfully insecure. But that is, if you can leverage this kind of comparison for a healthier good, let's say you're able to seek inspiration from someone whom you think is doing well, has healthy habits, and you want to be like them. You don't feel threatened by their success. You don't feel the need to want to bring them down or undermine their successes. So that's the kind of healthy comparison you want to indulge in. And one of the ways in which I feel is healthy, it's easier for you to indulge in healthy comparison is to step back from people who are too similar to you. And when I say too similar to you, I want you to take a step back and analyze and think to yourself the people you are constantly comparing yourself to. So more often than not, if you are a female in 
your late teens, maybe you're a 17-year-old female, very often you'll be comparing yourself to other 17-year-old females or maybe those one or two years younger or older than you. You might compare yourself especially to people based in the same region or country as you are. And when you feel that they're doing better than you, you might feel intimidated. You might feel insecure because your brain has this way of thinking, oh, if they're my age, if we're of the same gender, if we're from the same country, then it means that we've had the same resources. And if they're doing better than I am with the same resources I have had, it means that I'm just not good enough. I'm just doing really, really badly. And you should know your voice of reason should know perfectly well that it's untrue. There are so many other factors that come into play. And as a 17-year-old female, you're much less likely to be comparing yourself to someone 40 years older than you because your voice of reason also know that someone 40 years older than you with kids has led an incredibly different life trajectory, that circumstances were incredibly different, and it wouldn't do you good to compare yourself. But that's also where the healthiest comparison can arise, in which you look at the way they carry themselves, you look at the way they speak to others, and if you believe that they're very put together, very respectable, very commendable and successful, you can try to emulate some of their behaviours. You can try to treat people with as much grace and respect as they do. And that, I believe, is the kind of comparison I want to indulge in as much as possible. I don't want to surround myself with people that are just like me. I want to meet people that are completely unlike me, people from different regions of the world, people from different age brackets and income brackets, and I want to speak to them, and I want to understand what makes them tick, and I want to compare myself to them in a beneficial way, in a way that motivates me to be a more open-minded, encouraging and compassionate character. So that's the first kind of comparison I wanted to speak about. When you compare yourself to someone whom you perceive to be doing better than you are. And on the other hand, you have comparison with someone whom you perceive to be doing worse than you are. So when you compare yourself to someone whom you feel is in a position less favorable than yours, you might feel a little better about yourself. You might think to yourself, oh... I have it good, I have it better, but the thing is, too much of this can result in arrogance. You might just become an incredibly unsufferable person to deal with. Nobody wants to hang out with someone whose sense of security is derived from putting others down or perceiving themselves to be better than others. Because when you do that, you create a hierarchy of sorts you create a hierarchy in which you're at the top and the people you're comparing yourself to are at the bottom and you derive the sense of security from knowing that, from assuming that you're better than them. And while that can make you feel better in some instances, it's not ideal. Um, if you have listened to a lot of my other episodes, I do think humility is an extremely important virtue in a society that is incredibly and increasingly obsessed with material successes, material gains, and blatant flaunting of your accomplishments. So now that you have we have properly established some of the different kinds of comparison and 
how they can manifest themselves in your behavior, let's consider the bigger picture. Let's acknowledge that everyone has a different set of circumstances and your narrative is going to differ incredibly from someone else's and no matter how perfect you want to be no matter how many things how many internships or jobs or grades you promised yourselves you would attain sometimes all the things we want to achieve just can happen in one day or one week or even just one year that's okay that's normal that's life for you so whenever you have a bad day, whenever you feel as though you're not matching up to those who seemingly have it all, just pick yourself right back up. The chances are you've already achieved so much more than you thought you have. Chances are you're just being exceptionally hard on yourself. Chances are you don't see or you downplay a lot of the accomplishments you should be proud of and you need to understand that tomorrow is a new day and you can allow yourself to just start all over again erase the negative thoughts from your mind and you know just be very gentle with yourself whenever i'm having a bad day whenever i find myself being unnecessarily harsh on myself whenever you know i have someone being mean to me or when i see someone just you know saying things that aren't very nice to me, it it hurts really, it, it, it's very painful to feel as though someone else is writing your narrative because that, that's the thing about other people's perspectives of yourself, right? You feel as though other people's opinions are more important than yours such that when someone actually says that, oh, you're not doing as well as you think you are, you might actually internalize that and believe that. And that can really mess with your perception of how you actually are doing. Okay, so this actually leads me to another point of mine that it's perfectly okay to be uncertain. It's perfectly okay to not have a fixed narrative of what you're doing. You just really have to be gentle with yourself if you go on social media right now and you think that everyone around you has it figured out know that one social media is a highlight reel very few people talk about the bad days or the tears or the imposter syndrome and self-doubt and there is absolutely nothing wrong with having no clue with whatever you're doing some of the best things in this life are just built on uncertainty and taking a risk i want you to calm down Think less. Overthink less. Do more. Put out more things in this world. Put out new ideas. Put out new projects. Put out a book. Put out an essay. And live life less in your head, okay? Just because other people are doing something doesn't mean that you have to. You want to go at your own pace. You want to remember that age is just a number. Stop comparing yourself to people of the same age as you stop letting it define you the people that are doing that are doing the mundane things like literally every other person are not talking about it on social media you want to find the freedom to create your own timeline okay and if you want to make someone feel better about themselves you want to resist 
the seductions of fame. You want to resist the seductions of grandeur. You want to support other people in their creative efforts instead of comparing yourself to them and putting them down. You want to measure your worth by your dedication to your path and not other people's successes or failures. Okay? Because really, in the larger picture, you are free. You are free from judgment or criticism because everyone else is too busy fussing over themselves to worry all that much about you. And whatever I'm saying right now, whatever I just said might be challenging your narrative of what you perceive to be the truth. You might think that, oh, you know, I just posted this video and the comments on it were incredibly mean and I feel as though everyone hates me. That isn't true. Most of the time, people leave a negative comment and then they move on and then they leave another negative comment and you're just one of the many negative comments they've left. Not everyone is like that, thankfully. There are just a small, minute number of internet trolls out there. Really, people are just too caught up in their own lives to spend more time thinking about you than you think. People do not care as much as they as much as you think they are just go and do whatever you want do whatever you want to do pursue whatever fascinates you and brings you to life create whatever you want to create it can be imperfect it can be flawed it can be incomplete because it's exceedingly likely that no one will even notice or care and i think that's awesome i think that's incredibly liberating just be careful not to quit too soon because some of the most creative experiences and circumstances have the most capacity to transform you. Don't let go of your courage to try something new the moment things stop being easy or rewarding or the moment you feel as though whatever you're creating cannot match up to what other people are doing. Because the moment things become more challenging, the moment you start to doubt yourself, is where the most most growth happens. Growth is not easy. Growth is not linear. Growth does not come on a platter. You will have to go through really difficult times. And for all the bad times you've gone through, it's likely that you might have to go through even more. La. It's inevitable. Okay? Okay, let me go drink some water. I don't know where I put my cup. Ah! Okay, found it. Where was I? Okay, so I wanted to... Okay, I'm not going to wrap up so soon. I want this episode to be about 30 minutes. I think 30 minutes is a lovely length for an episode. I just wanted to talk a little more about my bad days so far. And I've been having a lot of them. When someone asks me how I've been doing, my go-to answer is... It's a journey. There are ups and downs. There are more downs than ups, but I'm learning to get through it. And the thing is there, it, how do I put it? It makes me feel better that I'm not the only person that feels this way. Because we were all trying to live up to other people's expectations. And most of the time, the unhappiness stems from a feeling of failure, from feeling as though you're not matching up to them but the thing is you you want to fix that mindset and acknowledge that you're not living to satisfy other people's expectations life is not 
a competition as much as you you might have assumed it is as much as the education system might have framed it to me as much as bell curve grading systems might have appeared as much as competitive admissions to universities might make it seem as though it's it's like a competition and there's a clear winner in the larger scheme of things life is not like that it's enough to just keep moving in a forward direction without competing with anyone and there is very little need to compare yourself to others if it's not serving you so if you say right now now that's impossible we'll always compare ourselves to other people no matter what that's where a feeling of inf- of inadequacy comes from but to do that i would just say that a healthy feeling of inadequacy is not something that comes from comparing yourself to others but from a comparison with your ideal self so there's actually nothing wrong with feeling insecure. Feeling insecure can be a trigger for striving and growth. If you weren't, if you were unhappy about the way you were treating your friends and family, if you feel as though you're not treating them as well as they should be, it's a trigger for you to do better. It's a trigger for you to start treating them with more compassion and grace. If you feel as though you're not... Mm, doing as much as you should as for example a a religious believer should then you start to set aside more time to devote to your religion and that can lead to more striving and growth if you feel as though you're not doing enough in terms of your education and you resolve to yourself i'm not as well educated as i'd like so i'll just have to try harder than i was before that would be a desirable direction but insecurity feeling inadequate can be bad when you start to use your feeling of inadequacy as a kind of excuse you start to think to yourself oh i'm not well educated i'll never pass the test so i can't succeed and i'll never get any to anywhere in life or you start to think to yourself oh you know i'm unattractive so I'll never find a life partner, no one will ever love me. And when someone is insisting on this kind of logic, oh, situation is A, so B cannot be done. In your everyday life, it is an in it is a complex that can be deeply rooted in feelings of insecurity. And that's something you want to avoid at all costs. And it all starts with self-awareness you want to start by acknowledging that you you might struggle with feelings like this but you can detox your mind it's never too late to start reframing your mindset you are perfectly capable of changing the way you think the way you treat others the way you treat yourself today is very different from the way you were treating other people three years ago and I want you to take care of your minds as well as you take care of your bodies because your minds are where your experiences are constructed and there are so many factors that can alter and shift your perspectives that are completely in our control but out of our awareness. So I'm going to suggest some things you can do to detox your mind. Wipe the slate, clean, deprogram every now and then, okay? First one is travelling. Travelling to new places. If you cannot afford, if you don't have the time or means to go overseas, that is fine. 
explore new places in your neighborhood or in your country. I haven't traveled since 2019, since before COVID, and I'm not planning on traveling in the next year as well because I'm tied down by work, but I'm not going to let it um, let it rot my mind. I'm not going to let my inability to travel make me a very bitter person. I'm going to explore new places in Singapore. I'm going to maybe cross the border to Malaysia, hopefully for a day trip and explore new places beyond the typical tourist traps in Johor Bahru. And traveling is good for your mind because it alters your base point concept of normal. What it shows you is how many behaviours or values or beliefs you have unconsciously adopted from your surroundings. It makes you a more open-minded person. For my Singaporeans, you don't want to be that narrow-minded Singaporean that saunters over to Malaysia and starts chirping about how affordable everything is because that is not only narrow-minded, it also comes off as rather tone-deaf and shows you exactly that the very privileged life you have been brought up in in Singapore has has led to this very fixed mindset of how much things should cost or should not cost. Second one is to create physical solutions for emotional problems. This one requires a bit of self-discipline. When I'm sad, I want to go to sleep. When I'm sad, I want to binge eat ice cream. When I'm sad, I don't necessarily have this primal urge to go out and run 10 kilometers. But sometimes I have to force myself to get a bit of physical activity in, even if it's just one or two kilometers. So the thing is, when you're sad, people usually default on the idea that one emotion would cancel effects on another. So if you're upset, go and get a huge tub of ice cream and let the dopamine high from the ice cream cancel it out. If you're sad, just go and play video games because the 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 endo, do, dopamine high endorphin serotonin I actually cannot tell the difference between um all of these I will do my research b- before the next episode or uh, whatever physical high but the thing is physical solutions are so much effective for emotional problems here so I love walking when I have too much on my plate I, I like to go on a little walk clear my mind even if it's just in circles around my my uh, my house and my house is not very big so i want little circles around the coffee table but it's, it's still a lot better than nothing and it helps me focus on what i actually have to do a lot better something else rearrange your furniture or do a bit of spring cleaning one of the best purchases i've made this year was a little handheld vacuum cleaner so I, I will just vacuum my table, I will throw out some scrap paper, I will wipe down my wardrobe, I'll wipe down my bed frame, and it makes me feel so much better. My room is not cluttered. If you've watched my vlogs, you'll know that my room has very little stuff. Like it's, it's mainly just white, and then I have three paintings, a table, a wardrobe, and that's it. My room is not very big, and I like it that way. It's so much easier for me to clean, and I know where everything is. It's so therapeutic for me. And I firmly believe that cleaning is a wonderful habit that people should genuinely enjoy, not just see as a as a chore. Okay, next one, mental purge. Do a mental purge. And by that, I mean you get a book 
a journal, a piece of paper, and write down things to get it off your mind. Write down what you have to do. Write down how you're feeling. Write down how you're going to deal with it. Write down whatever thoughts have been crossing your mind. Write down whatever has been clogging your head. Just getting them out will give you a bit of relief. About three weeks ago, I had a really horrible panic attack. It was horrible. I, I felt as though I, I, I couldn't breathe. And, you know, my, my tummy was hurting and I was curling up on my bed and I was crying and I was clinging on to my phone like a life raft and I was just on my phone I had unread messages but I didn't want to deal with them but I also really craved human interaction so not only did I feel overwhelmed by all my unread messages and my incomplete tasks I also felt as though I couldn't bring myself to talk to anyone or verbalize my feelings so I was kind of paralyzed on the bed and it it was not a lovely feeling it, it was quite awful but uh, i wish i could say that just writing it out uh, automatically cured all the issues it did not it made me feel a little better i d- don't think i got a wink of sleep that night but looking back i'm glad i didn't let myself spiral i tried to hold on for as long as I possibly could. Uh. <sighs> okay. Next tip is to stretch your brain, is to read up more on things that generally interest you. Read up on current affairs. I think those are fascinating. It's wonderful to grow on yourself in the larger scheme of things and understand that who you are does not really matter in the grand scheme of things. In f- 500 years, whatever you have done, will not matter okay and learn also that you want to identify what your distractions are so you want to figure out what takes up most of your time and is not serving you if you like to talk to your friends and it's helpful for you then go do more of it you don't necessarily have to cut back on it, but if you find yourself scrolling through social media for hours and feeling incredibly empty because of that, cut down on it. You want to dismantle the parts of your life that are solely performative. So the thing that what the thing is that most of what clocks our minds is all the unnecessary effort that we put into constructing a life that seems a little more noble, a little better than someone else. You want to position yourself as someone that's leading a more noble and more respectable life than other people. And that, again, stems from your tendency to want to compare yourself to others. But it ends up accomplishing the very opposite of what you intend. You end up placing yourself further from a genuinely happy experience. And I believe that a genuinely happy experience stems from accepting that life is small and simple. You don't need to do very, very big things. You just need to first be content with whatever you have before you can do big, big things, okay? So ultimately, just keep in mind that whatever you're thinking, whatever thoughts you're thinking, doesn't matter. It is what you do with the thought that ultimately matters, okay? So I'm going to end off this episode very, very soon. I'm just going to let you know that I generally enjoy researching and preparing this episode. This was incredibly dear to my heart. And if you have listened till the end, 
I really appreciate it. I would, it would mean the world to me if you could drop me a little DM on my Instagram account telling me how you felt about this episode and any questions you have. I will try my very, very best to get back to you. In fact, yeah, I will really try my very best to get back to you. If I don't reply, just double text me. It will mean so much to me. And if you'd like to leave it a little rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, that would also mean the world to me. Okay, have a wonderful day ahead. I will see you again next week. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you.